For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever or wherever you're listening to or watching us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Hopping into this carriage with me to head to Deadwood and find our fortunes mining for gold is our very own single-entry prospector, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are you doing today, bud? There are no good Deadwood quotes that don't include four-letter words that I cannot <laughs> say on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Last night was a wild one. Uh, we got a good one tonight, so I'm ready. Yeah, let's talk about last night uh, for a little bit. Um, on the, you and I did the show yesterday. Um, we were talking about Vegas two um, as a stack to go off. Uh, Vegas two did not uh, really do a whole lot. Um, Marcia so hit the shot bonus, but that was about it. It was really Vegas one that did damage. Mark Stone goal assist. Chandler Stevenson with a goal, Max Pacioretty, three-point bonus over on DK. Uh, LA, LA uh, one didn't really do the job last night up against Vegas one. How'd you do last night? Um, I mean, all things considered, not great. Um, that Pacioretty goal from just dumping it in and Quick just, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, I also had the Shark second line, so it wasn't a great night at the office, but not going to win every night so yeah it wasn't a very good night at the office one narrative street that got there mark giordano uh putting the flames on his back like we talked about that yesterday on the show how it was a must-win game for the flames that if they'd lose they'd be probably too many points back to the canadians for a playoff spot well the flames went out and won and a bunch of their defensemen had good night mark giordano goal and assist with five blocks noah hannafin had a rocket um i think it was in the first period Chris Tanna, a pair of assists with five blocks. Pretty good night for a Calgary defenseman. And I think we might see some stuff like that moving forward with them because with Giordano and Anderson uh, on power play one and Hannafin on power play two and Chris Tanna have always a threat for the block bonus, those uh, Calgary defensemen uh, really should draw our attention almost every time they're on the slate. Yeah. Um, 
Man, can't believe we missed that, but you know, can't get all the narrative streets around. I mean, I guess it's like hindsight 2020, like, oh. That's- yeah, and, and, and see, that's the thing too, right? Like if we're here talking about, well, the Flames really need to win tonight, so Mark Giordano is going to get yeah. it done, and then he goes out and posts 0-0 with one shot and two blocks. Uh, we have everybody calling us idiots, and rightfully so. So I think uh, we'll stay a little straight. We'll stay a little way from the narratives, straight uh, towards the numbers. Um, we have a pretty big slate here tonight. Nine games. What were your initial thoughts just looking into the slate and the teams we have? Well, I think there's going to be a couple pretty chalky spots. Uh, pit one for good reason. The Flyers, you know, can't stop a nosebleed defensively, so. I think they're going to be on there. There's some other good spots. There's a lot of high totals. There's lots of low totals. So, you know, once you get past the chalk, I think there's going to be a couple spots that are going to be under-owned I think you can take advantage of. Yeah, and we'll, we will definitely be looking uh, for some of those spots uh, here on the slate. Before we get uh, to that slate, if you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, almost all of our Osmo YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. We've got a podcast for every sport, and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest just leave a five-star review on any one of our podcasts with your twitter handle and email address and you'll be eligible to win a free week of osmo plus platinum one week will one winner will be awarded every friday and reviews are eligible to win for up to one year so you could win next this summer you could win next winter you could win next spring uh any review is eligible to win for up to one year so head on over to osmo.com slash podcast if you're not able to watch your favorite osmo shows on youtube All right, we've got a nine-game slate ahead of us. Let's get to these games right away. We have the New Jersey Devils with a a two-and-a-half implied goal total. They're going into New York to face the Rangers. Uh, The Rangers have a a 3.4 implied goal total. Excuse me. Uh, Looks like Igor Shesterkin going for the Rangers, probably Mac Blackwood uh, for the Devils. I think personally that there's something stuff to like on both sides here, even though the Devils seem to have traded away about half their forwards over the last week. Um, but I'll let you take it away because you're our, our resident Rangers fan. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess for the Devils, Nico Heischer is back, which is good for them. Um, so the Jack Hughes, Sharon Govich line is going to get the Mika Zibanejan matchup. And that's actually okay for the Devils. Like, yeah, Buchnevich, Zibanejan, and Kreider, quote unquote, have been good, like if, fantasy-wise. But their defensive numbers are a bit iffy. Uh, so I think, you know, maybe – NJ one's in play a little bit. What worries me is like the Rangers are at home. So Fox Adam Fox is going to be out on the ice uh, against them. So that's, that's tough. Um, Fox on when he's on the ice with the Rangers, <laughs> the Rangers are so much better than when, he, when he's off the ice. But if we're looking for some cheap fillers, tonight, I think NJ one uh, is a line that you can, you can use uh, NJ two with Heischer. Uh, Janssen and Wood is okay, um, but they're, they're getting the Strom-Panarin matchup, and that line, I mean, I, I guess it can be had defensively. They, they drive the play pretty well offensively. Uh, I, I do worry about, you know, them possessing the puck a little bit, but I think, you know, NJ2 is okay. Um, I mean, they're not a priority for me. Like, NJ1, NJ2, not a priority for me by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I think, you know, once you get around 20 lineups are up. I think you can consider them as a filler. And on the Rangers side, uh, I like the top line. Um, They're more of a, like a power play type deal for me. If you want to do like a Zabanjan, Kreider, Panarin, Fox, Foreman or something like that, or you want a full stack, that's fine. But if I'm going to use a line, I think it's going to be that second line, Panarin, Strom, Blackwell. Uh, They're going to avoid the the Hughes matchup. Not that that's uh, overly scary defensively, but uh, I like getting – uh the depth of the rangers so or of the devils excuse me so i i think rangers one's in play but my favorite line is rangers two uh i think you can also use that third line um the kids line as a filler kako hedel and lafreniere um they're gonna get you know the bottom six of the devils they're gonna avoid you know the ty smith suban so i think you can go to rangers three as a filler as well yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Rangers 3. It seems like I have to mention them almost every time the Plymouth Rangers play now because they are uh, one of my favorite filler lines. So I do like Rangers 3. Where I will say my focus um, is going in this game is the Rangers power play. And you mentioned some sort of power play stack um, like Zabanajad, Panarin, Fox, Kreider, or something like that. And I, I like I can get on board with a stack like that. 
Um, over the last month, New Jersey's penalty kill is bottom three in the league, and the Rangers' power play is top three in the league. This is about as big of a special teams mismatch um, as possible uh, for the Rangers. So um, I really do like, I think once we get our ownership up, I think you'll see some fairly heavy ownership uh, on the Rangers for a couple reasons. One, um, the, the you know, we'll talk about it later. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be without Austin Matthews. So that takes away a lot of hot, uh, expensive ownership there. And the other is that with Boston, and we're going to talk about them later with Boston in a really tough matchup. It takes another super expensive line um, off the, off, not off the board. You can still use them. We'll, we'll get to that, but it takes, you know, one line probably out of consideration for a lot of people. So um, I think that might drive some more ownership towards the Rangers, especially the Rangers one. Uh, so I think like I can get on board with some sort of power play stacks, Benajad, uh, Kreider, Panarin, Fox, Benajad, just Benajad, Panarin, Fox, uh, you know, Zibanejad, Strom, Panarin, uh, Lee Fox off, just something like that, I think, um, is probably where I'd want to go on the Rangers side. I do like the Hughes line in this game, though. Hughes, uh, Kokanen, and Sharon Govich uh, correlated on the power play. That line has a 69.6% expected goal share this year, 3.3 expected goals for per 60 minutes, 1.4 expected goals against. Like that Hughes line has just been fantastic. Uh, smallish sample, of course. Um, but I think um, they're going to be worth uh, trending towards if you need a filler for, you know, maybe a Washington or a Pittsburgh or something like that. So uh, don't mind a little bit of New Jersey one. Love the Rangers power play. On the blue line, Jacob Truba's price has come up a bit. I think he's still playable because he's blocking shots like an absolute madman of late. Um, and if there are enough goals here, he can absolutely donk uh, an assist or two uh, in this game. So I do like Truby here. Is there a defenseman that sticks out to you? Obviously, if you're using any type of Rangers power play, you're going to want to get Fox in there. Uh, Truba is still okay, 5,200. Once he gets up around 6,000, then it's like, well, maybe not. But at 5,200, I think he's okay. You still want to go to Andre Miller at 2,900. That's fine. Uh, his peripherals have been down over the past month. But at that price, I think you can you can do it. On the devil's side, I kind of like Damon Severson as a one-off. Uh, if you need someone around that 3K range, he's 3,200 on DK. Uh, if not, if you're using that top line, I think Ty Smith uh, makes some sense. Uh, PK Subban is okay, but really this is Adam Fox, Jacob Truba time. Yeah, uh, kind of agree with you. Um, I wrote in my Power Plays article today, I like Truba today because he's that tweener between Miller in Fox, um, people will probably dump all the way down to Miller to get a super cheap option or pay up for Fox. I like Truba uh, in between. In net, I like Mackenzie Blackwood here, honestly, because I think we're going to see some Rangers ownership, especially with Matthews out tonight. Uh, Blackwood is cheap, and we have him as one of the least owned goalies on the night. What do you think? Yeah, 7K, going to see the volume. I agree. Igor, 8,400, coming off his first shutout of his career. A little pricey for me. Uh, if you're using, you know, if you're correlating Rangers, it's fine. I think I'll look elsewhere to one off, though. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Um, let's move it along to our next game, the game that has our highest applied goal total for one side uh, on the entire slate. We have the Buffalo Sabres with a two uh, 2.1 implied goal total going into Washington. The Caps have a 3.8 implied goal total. And if I'm not mistaken, that might have actually uh, come up through the day. Uh, Dustin Tokarski will be starting for Buffalo as Linus Allmark and Carter Hutton are both injured. Looks like Vitek Vanacek um, going for the Caps. Uh, we saw Anthony Mantha come in in his last game, goal and assist in his very first game. Um, that line looked good. I don't think there's any matchup concerns on the Buffalo side, really. Um, so I don't think we have to talk about line matching too, too much. So I'll just ask you what you like here. Yeah, this game is a one-sided mess. And I don't know, like... I guess if you want to play Ovechkin in cash, it's fine. Like, 9,200. What, what concerns me is, like, the Caps are going to have one of those 6 nothing games where the top line does nothing. Like, they've had those games a lot, right, um, where they just absolutely just run over a team and, you know, Ovechkin has, like, a goal and four shots, and that's fine. But, like, at 9,200, that's not really going to put you on, a like, a top stack at that price. So, for me, if if I'm going to use the caps, and I think you know caps one's fine. If you want to use them, by all means. Like I'm not I'm not going to tell you to, you know, not play Ovechkin against the Buffalo Sabers without Olmark in that. But 
if I'm going to full stack line, honestly, I think it's going to be that second line, man, at the Backstrom Oshi. Um, they may even be the more popular line, but I think, um, you know, you get Backstrom Oshi on the top power play. You know, Mantha's on that second power play, but he, he has had a good game. He did have a good game last game. Uh, they, they do send out the Capitals' second line against the top comp. Not that, you know, there is a top comp for the Sabres here, but, you know, Skin, you know Skinner, Reinhardt, Olsen may see more minutes that may make, you know, that second line um, have an uptick in minutes. And then, like, if the Caps get up big, like Ovechkin maybe will only play like 17, 18 minutes. So that is a, another concern for me. Um, so that's why, again, I like going to the second line. If you want to go to that third line, I think it's an okay filler. Uh, Shiri, Eller, Sprong. Like, Shiri's been on like a wild tear recently. And if you think it's going to be a blowout, like the bottom six is going to see an uptick in minutes. They're not going to play their 12, 13. They'll play like 15, 16, 17 minutes. So... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You get Shiri on the secondary power play. If you want to include Ovechkin in some like power play sacks, I think that's fine. Um, and then on the Saber side, like if you want to use that top line, uh, Skinner, Reinhardt, Olsen, I think it's okay. Not a priority for me. I think I'd have to make probably 30 to 40 lines before I get to them, uh, especially with their total. Uh, but other than that, I'm kind of off the Sabres tonight. Uh, so Caps 2. Caps one, Caps power play. I'm glad you mentioned the matchups here because I had to go through the lines to see maybe there's something that we had to worry about with Buffalo. Because remember earlier in the year, like Lazar, Shea, and Skinner were like a good defensive line, right? So like there was actually a matchup you had to worry about. <laughs> with Buffalo one on the ice, they're uh, 39.6% expect- expected goal share. With them off the ice, it's 36.9% expected goal share. This is just an atrocious team. It doesn't matter how – like, I'll give them kudos for piling up wins of late. You can tell that they've actually, you know, kind of bought into what the, to what Granado is selling as opposed to Kruger. Like, at least the on-ice product has improved, but their on-ice performance hasn't really gotten any better. So – I love Washington here. The problem is, is everybody else is going to love Washington as well. Uh, depending where you're looking, they might have an implied goal total of four, which would be close to the highest that we've had all year, I think. So you're just going to get a ton of Washington. So I think with Washington, you probably do have to look for ways to get different, right? And there are ways that you can get different uh, with the ways that they have their power play set up, right? Like it's not as if, they just have all their power plays perfectly set up. So you can do like Ovechkin Kuznetsov with Oshi or Ovechkin with Backstrom and Oshi or something like that, right? You can mix and match your forwards from the top two lines to get that additional power play one exposure. And that's probably what I would do with Washington here. I wouldn't just stack uh, one of their five on five lines just because um, these players are going to be so popular in this spot tonight that you really have to look for ways to get different. I like, I, I don't like really onslaughting or five manning on a nine game slate, but I think like that's even in play here is just full five manning the top power play unit uh, and then looking for cheap spots elsewhere. I, so I think those are the kinds of plays um, that I would go with here. Um, Washington's power play is something we should probably talk about. Like it struggled earlier in the year. And it's something we talked about often on this, on this show, not only struggled, but struggled to draw power plays. And that's a big problem too. Like I, it's one thing if Washington's not generating on the power play. It's another thing if they're just not getting the opportunity to get to the power play. So um, over the last month, they're top 10 by power play. Uh, expected goals four per 60. Top 10 by power play time on ice. So I like any kind of Washington power play stack that you can mix here. If you want, you, like, you can even get a bit different and, and go for a power play two stack. I don't even mind doing something like that. If you want to just pay way down to something like you know Wilson... Uh, like a Wilson Orlov two man or something like that, or a Shiri Orlov two man or, or something along those lines. Um, I just, I think you want to get a piece of the Washington power play here. I'm out on Buffalo entirely. No interest in their forwards or defensemen. What do you have for defensemen out of this game? 
uh, Carlson, <laughs> uh, obviously, <laughs> if you're if you're using the, any type of power play. Um, yeah, if, if I was gonna if I was gonna do something like Wilson Mantha, I'd use Orlov over Schultz um, just for the savings. Um, but really, Carlson or Orlov for me, I'm kind of out on the Sabers. I know Seth will pop in and you know scream that we're not using either of the Rasmai, but too bad, hater. <laughs> we're off the Sabers. Yeah, um, yeah, we're uh, we're definitely off the Sabers. I see a quick question um in our chat it says how are goals implied uh it's basically just the over under um and the spread like what what you know how much a team is favored by so you know if a team is heavily favored in in a six in a a game with a six total then maybe they'll be at like a three and a half goal total or something like that and the other team at two and a half so that's how that's figured out nothing too too complicated but it, it one thing i find implied goal totals do is does help like if you don't have um, access if you're just watching the show and you're not an Osmo Plus subscriber, even though you should be, you should be an Osmo Plus Platinum su- subscriber. Um, if you don't have access to ownership projections, a real quick shortcut is just to look where the impl- high implied goal totals are, um, or teams heavily favored in high goal total games, and that's usually where you'll find your ownership. Speaking of content, we do have some free content up on the site today, and uh, we do actually have some NHL ownership. So uh, if you want to look how implied goal totals could affect NHL ownership, I think we just have our goalies up right now. We're going to have a full run here uh, shortly. NHL ownership is free up on the site today. So is NBA ownership. Uh, We have MLB player projections up for free on the site, and we also have MMA top fighters all up at Osmo.com to help you out with your NHL, NBA, MLB, or MMA lineups. Okay, we got to get to we got to get to our next game here, and this game is one that I have a lot of interest in uh, on one side in particular. We have the Philadelphia Flyers with a two point nine employed employed implied goal total going into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a three point six implied goal total. Looks like it's going to be Carter Hart versus Tristan Jari in net. Um, there could be some changes coming to the Flyers here. Uh, they had, uh, they called up one prospect. They got absolutely lambasted in their last game, six to one. And that followed a game where they lost to Buffalo. So I suspect there'll be some changes coming here. But I talked about Jake Gensel and how much I like Pittsburgh's top line in my Power Plays article today at Osmo.com, which is up there for free if you want to go read it. Uh, I assume you like Pittsburgh one a little bit here tonight. Cause I saw you dancing as I was going through my little spiel. Uh, so, uh, what do you like? Is it Pittsburgh one? Oh, I was dancing cause I saw Jeff Carter's name on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I no, thought it was, but... I thought it was a Pittsburgh one thing. Like you're substituting for your dogs or something. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just thought Jeff Carter got excited, but, uh, no, like, uh, I agree with you pit one. Um, normally, you know, early in the season, last season, we try to avoid the Couturier matchup. But now we want the Couturier matchup. Uh, his defensive numbers have fallen off a cliff. Ben's Reams is like, you know, not great. Joel Farabee's still young. He maybe he'll, you know, come into his own defensively, but he is not there yet. So I think, you know, Pitt won, fully correlated. I think they're our top stack in the, in the top stacks tool. They're going to come with a bunch of ownership, but for good reason, you know, the Flyers have just been getting absolutely run over. How AV still has a job right now is beyond me. Uh, but, you know, I, I really do like this pit top line tonight. I even like this pit second line. Uh, not super thrilled about Jeff Carter playing center. I would imagine McCann's going to take the faceoffs and play center. Uh, but it is on, on DK, it is 2C, one, and, uh, one wing. So, like, not many people like using that type of line. So in a high total game, I think you can get that second line at a decent discount ownership wise. And they're probably going to get, you know, Drew Hayes Voracek, you know, assuming the lines stick, you never know with AV coming off, you know, getting stomped a few times. He might, you know, throw Abe Kubel like in the middle of the lineup with Lindblom and Lawton on a line. You, you just don't know. Like if, if you're thinking about playing flyers, um, just make sure you're around for pregame warmup. So they, they could mix some stuff up. But I do really like pit one. I like pit two. Uh, on the flyer side, I'm not really sure that there is a line that I would full stack. I think, you know, with Crosby getting Katoria, that takes the Katoria line out for me. I think, you know, without Malkin, they are a bit suspect defensively. Um, 
after you get past Crosby. You know, I don't know how Carter is going to have on their defensive impacts, but, you know, if, if I had to choose a line, I think it would be Drew, Hayes, and Voracek, assuming they stick together tonight. Um, so, yeah, pit one, definitely. Pit power play, pit two, maybe a little bit of Philly two and MME. Otherwise, I'm off the Flyers. Yeah, I want to crystallize just how bad Philly one has been because you're right when you say – Last year, we didn't want to tax Giroux. This year, we do. I want to, like, crystallize exactly why that is, like that hip injury that we talked about. But over the last four weeks, Philly won 1.7 expected goals for per 60 minutes, 2.7 expected goals against per 60 minutes, 38% expected goal share. That's just – that's not – it's not even NHL caliber. That's straight up not even NHL caliber. They'd be getting caved in by fourth line. So – I, like I have no problem going to pit one while we don't have ownership up right now. I will say amongst among forwards on DraftKings by our projections, we have Crosby fourth, Gensel fifth and Rust 13th. If not, I'm not mistaken. That's the only line where we have all three players in the top 15 by total uh, projected output here tonight. So I absolutely love pit one here. They are my favorite line of the night. Um, the power play is something that you mentioned, and I think it's important to highlight how good it's been lately because Pittsburgh's power play was something we talked about earlier in the year, like Washington, as not being very good. Ironically enough, since Evgeny Malkin's injury, Pittsburgh is first by power play goals for per 60 minutes and third by expected goals for. So whether by process or by results, since Malkin's injury, they've been just elite on the power play. So all in on Pittsburgh one here. Uh, they, like I said, my favorite line of the night um, that puts me out on Philly one uh, because I think it's a bad matchup. I agree with you. I like Philly too. I just, like we said off the top, uh, there might be some lineup changes coming. So Drew Voracek Konechny is the line that we have right now. That's not necessarily what the line is going to be when warm ups start uh, in about four hours. So just something to watch out for there. Uh, on the blue line, anything stick out to you besides just correlating with your power play defenseman? One guy I'm kind of high on is, is Mike Matheson. Yeah, he's been earning some more minutes. I see you nodding your head. Are we Mike Mathesoning it tonight? Oh yeah, 3500. He's like the you know he's like Gustav Forsling. As long as he's not like 4700, it's you always can uncork the Matheson at that price. So yeah, I do like him as a one-off. Latang, obviously, if you're using pit one. And like you said, like McCann, since Malcolm went out and McCann went onto the top power play, he's been crazy good on that power play. So, yeah, I, I don't mind adding McCann in it at all with pit one. If you don't want to, you know, spend up for Latang, I think you put in McCann for a nice four man. Yep, I like that too. Uh, I'm not using either goalie in net. Jerry at 7,900, no interest, and I'm not playing a Flyers goalie. Yeah, if Carter Hart was 6,500, I might consider it. But at that <laughs> price on the road in a terrible matchup, I can't believe he's $7,500. Yeah, I don't get it either. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) He's putting up fewer DK points per game than Philip Hironic. Like me? I'm no interest in Carter Hart. Uh, Thank you. I will pass. All right, let's get to our next game then. Nashville with a 2.4 implied goal total is going to Carolina. Carolina has a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, Neither goalie. Uh, has been confirmed here yet, but I suspect it'll be UC Saros for the Preds. He's been getting most of the run of late, and he's been playing really well. So at the least, I think you can bank uh, on Saros. Obviously, um, Nashville went absolutely nuclear in their last game. Um, I wonder if that'll get to some ownership there. But one thing I've been kind of noticing is I don't think people are really game logging as much as they used to in recent seasons. It seems like everybody's got their own optimizer now. So uh, game log warriors need not apply. Um, I wrote up uh, Rocco Grimaldi uh, this morning for uh, Nashville in my power plays article. Um, and I also wrote up Sebastian Ajo. So I think there's interest on both sides in this game. What do you have here, Josh? Yeah. So I wish, you know, maybe hopefully people don't look at game logs tonight because, you know, this, the Ryan Johansson, Arvidsson, Grimaldi line is going to probably get that stall matchup. And yeah, Fost is there now, uh, which is an upgrade, but Stahl's numbers without Nito Niederreiter there have taken a pretty big dip defensively. So I, I think there is some merit to using Nashville one tonight. Their total is low, so it should keep their ownership down a bit. And plus, like, for whatever reason, 
like people love playing Nashville too. It was like when people were playing, you know, the Canucks, like, I just don't get it. Like Luke Cunning, like, like I don't want to make a living, you know, I won't make a living if I keep playing Luke Cunning. So uh, I kind of like this top line getting that stall matchup, you know, Rijo is what he is at this point, but he's only 3,300. Like I would play Yori Laterra at 3,300 on that line. So uh, I think, you know, with Grimaldi and Arvidsson there, like, they're only 11-5, and they're getting a decent matchup, so I think that's fine. And then, you know, Nashville, too, they've been more popular recently. Their price is still really low, um, but they're probably going to get Trocek, I think, and I, I prefer the Trocek line in this matchup, so I'm kind of off the second line. We don't have ownership yet, but they always have a bit inflated ownership, so I'm kind of off there. So, like, for the Preds, it's the top line for me. And then on the Carolina side, I like – I wish Martinuk wasn't there. I wish it was anyone but Jordan Martinuk. I don't mind the Ajo Svechnikov duo. If you want to put them in with, you know, super expensive Dougie, that's fine. If I had to use a, a line, a full line from the Hurricanes, it would be the Nita Ryder Trochet Netches line. So um, this is more of an MME game for me. I don't know if I would prioritize anything in one to three lineups from this game, since it's a pretty big slate, but you know, Nashville one, uh, Carolina two, Carolina one do have a lot of MME appeal. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No details. That this is kind of more of an MME game because though I did write up Grimaldi and, and he's on the top line. So, like you mentioned, I think Nashville won. Uh, kind of makes sense here tonight. Uh, um, just as a low on play, like you said, that Jordan Stallon just hasn't been the same since uh, they broke them up. Um, so I'm fine with using Grimaldi or just stacking the top line. I'm fine with that for Nashville. Wouldn't have anything else on the Nashville side. On Carolina, I'm kind of more in on the Trocek line. They've been really, really good. Like if you look at just Trocek and Natchez together, 3.8 expected goals for per 60 minutes, uh, 3.0 actual goals for. They've just been Really, really good. So, uh, like Trocek, Natchez, uh, and Niederreiter, especially where they're going to get some depth matchups here from Nashville. What concerns me is Nashville's power penalty kill has really come around since Ryan Ellis um, got back from injury. That's something that we had mentioned on the show. Their Nashville, that Nashville's penalty kill had take taken a dive with Ellis out. It, it's back to a top five penalty kill. I think top five, maybe top ten since Ellis has been back. So, like, I like it's hard for me to really get on board. Like I will probably one off some Carolina players here tonight um, on the top line. Like I would probably one off Aho or one off Svechnikov, uh, something like that. The second line is the only line I would stack um, Nashville. Nashville one is the only side is the only line on the Nashville side that I like um, for defensemen. I think Dougie Hamilton's just way too expensive for this matchup. Like I just, I just mentioned Nashville's improved uh, penalty kill um Dougie at 7,500 against that penalty kill has no appeal to me what else what else has some appeal to you I mean Yossi is $1,200 cheaper than Dougie so obviously Yossi and also Ryan Ellis is only 4k like I I, I don't have any problems putting in Ryan Ellis tonight I, I, or even at home at 4,300 I think I prefer Ellis a little bit more there but um on the Carolina side if you had to dump down to somebody it'd be either Brady Shea or Brett Pesci I think yep Okay, fair enough. Uh, in net, uh, like I said, I, I said it earlier in chat today that Saros was probably one of my favorite goalies on the slate. Um, what do you think? I agree. Uh, you know, 
Carolina always has a lot of shots and a lot of times they don't score them. So, you know, 7,400 on the road with the volume, uh, Nashville has been playing a lot better, uh, despite their low total. I think this is a good spot for Soros. Yep. I agree with you. I like Soros here, uh, in this matchup. Um, before we go any further, today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. If you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, MLB, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players and buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code OSMONHL20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's OSMONHL20 for a $20 bonus at our show sponsor, Jock Market. Okay, we got five games to get through, so let's get through these. We have the Florida Panthers with a 2.6 implied goal total going into Tampa Bay. The Bolts are sitting at 3.3. The big news for me, maybe not for other people, but definitely for me, uh, no, not that Steven Stamkos is going to be out for a week or two. Is that Nikita Gusev jumping to the top line for Florida. He's going to be with Barakov and Mason Marchment. Give me some good news here, Josh. How much Gusev are we playing? Well, you lost me at Marchment paper. Uh, no, but like, if it was like, I don't, I, I kind of, I'm kind of upset they, they broke up Barkov Huberdo. If it was like Barkov Huberdo Gusev, lock button, but like with Marchman up there, it's kind of tough. And they're going to get, you know, the Gord Coleman Goudreau matchup, which isn't great. Um, I think, yeah, Tampa Bay's at home. So, um, Gusev, I, I wrote him down, but I think it's going to be for another day. Um, this is kind of a tough matchup for the Panthers. Like, if you want to use, like, a Barkov-Gusev two-man, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, there's a guy on Tampa Bay that we need to talk about. I know you want to talk about um, Alex Barry Boulier, Robert Goulet. Uh, <laughs> so that's all I think about is, is Will Farrell in his car, you know, Goulet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm kind of going to be under the field on the Panthers. Just, you know, if you want to use that second line, that's fine. Uh, Wenberg doesn't really do much for me, but uh, if you want to use like a Hornquist, Huberdo, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, or even do like a Barkov, Hornquist, Huberdo. But other than that, I think I'm going to be way under the field on the Panthers. And then on the Tampa Bay side, um, you know, that top line with Stamkos out, Alex Barry Boulier. Uh, I probably butchered that name. I can't. Yeah, I'll fix that when we get yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's French. And the only thing I like from France is fries. So, <laughs> that, okay. I'm just going to give it to you. I need to, re- I need to recover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Like, I don't even know where French fries are from. Like, yeah, they're not are they France. They invented the hot air balloon. That's all I know. I, I mean, uh, you could have gone with Putin from Quebec. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> okay. Alex Barry Boulette is the guy <laughs> that Josh was talking about. And the reason we need to talk about him is because uh, he is in the vein of Jonathan Marchessault, in the vein of Braden Point. Uh, in the vein of Carter Verhage, um, these guys, these undersized, um, high skill players that the Tampa Bay Lightning seem to be able to find um, almost every year. Um, it seems every year some guy just jumps from the AHL and scores 20 goals for them. Um, it looks like this this time it could be Alex Barry Boulette. Over his last two seasons, he has 35 goals in 70 games at the AHL level, shooting well over two shots per game. Uh, in his first full season in the AHL, he had 34 goals in 74 games. So he has, if I'm not mistaken, 69 goals in 144 career AHL games. That's almost a 40-goal pace uh, in the AHL, 40 goals per 82 games. Like, this is a player that people have been waiting on, like prospect people have been waiting on for years to get to the NHL. Um, I'm really excited to see him play. 
I worry about ownership. We'll see where ownership falls. But if ownership is in check, especially with Point and Palat both under 6K now, like you can stack that top line for what, like $15,000. I have a lot of interest in that top line, especially if Barry Boulet um, is anywhere near as good as he's shown in the AHL. So while I'm excited to see Gusev on the top line with Florida, I agree with you. I think it's for a different game. It's going to be a tough matchup getting that Tampa Bay uh, third line here. So I'm going to be off Florida probably entirely in this one. And I'm going to be on uh, the Tampa Bay top line. I really like seeing Barry Boulette there. I have a lot of faith in his goal scoring abilities and Palat and point is the perfect spot for him uh, to jump in uh, on the blue line. Um, I don't know what you see here, like Keith Yandel all the way down to 3,300, I guess should draw some interest just for that power play exposure alone. Um, David Savard, we should, we should mention uh, in the lineup uh, for Tampa Bay as he was in their last game. Uh, what do you like here? Yeah, we just got a, our ownership running. Uh, he's at uh, Barre Boulay. I still messed it up. Uh, is at 0.2%. Obviously, that's going to come up uh, as we get closer to lock. Um, so on the blue line, you know, I, I like Chernak. I like McDonough. I like Savard. I like all three of those guys. Uh, if you want to pay up for Hedman, I think that's fine. Um, you know, Savard's at 3K. Chernak's at 3,200. McDonough's at 4,100. So if there's a price point that you like one of those guys, I think those three are perfectly fine. On the Panther side, uh, yeah, I guess he handled 3,300. If you're doing any kind of power play, the problem is he is not good at hockey anymore. Uh, so I think I look towards Gusev for slang at 3,200 or even uh, Radko uh, Gudis at 2,800. All right. Uh, goalies, what do you like for goalies out of this one? I don't really see a goalie. I mean, I think Dridger's in play at 7,600. It's a fine price, but it's not like, oh my God, you have to play Dridger at this price tonight, right? Yeah, I'd rather play Saros at uh, 7,400. And then, you know, everyone loves playing Andre Vasilevsky, saying he's, you know, the best goalie in the NHL, blah, 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 blah. Um, and the one thing, like, I get it. If you want to play him tonight, like, the, the Panthers do have wild shot rates, but uh, outside of lightning uh correlated lineups i don't think i would use vasilevsky at 8k all right good fair enough all right let's move along to our next one winnipeg who played last night 2.6 implied gold total going into toronto now the leafs had a 3.4 implied gold total i think it got up to 3.5 this morning but then it was announced austin matthews was out and they lost i think a half goal in about 30 minutes in the betting market so um that implied goal total is probably uh gonna be sitting right around three um like i just mentioned austin matthews is going to be out for night john Tavares jumps to the top line alex kerfoot to the second line and alex galchenyuk to the top power play unit um i think with matthews out this makes it a more interesting discussion on both sides so what do you like out of this game josh yeah it's interesting i i, I think there's a couple of little things here um Tavares currently projected 31 and a half percent ownership that can't be right um he's going to be lower than that but that top line now it, well with Matthews out now it's fully correlated I believe unless it's Galchenyuk, Marner, Hyman and Thornton uh I'm not really sure how you know the Leafs are going to do their power plays yeah it's, it's going to be Galchenyuk, Tavares, Marner all up in the top PP okay yeah so that top, that line is is fully correlated. They're going to get, you know, the, the Shifley line. And I kind of hinted at Shifley being a, a bit rusty defensively. And, you know, maybe it was Wheeler, maybe it wasn't. Um, but I, that top line could be had here. The one thing is like, is Connor Hellebuck in goal tonight, not Brossois. So um, I think a lot of people are going to look elsewhere now that Matthews is out. So I think there is some appeal to that top line. Like, yeah, maybe that top line sees a lot of ownership and there's like, I I'm kind of confused here because like Matthews is 9,200. He's obviously the best player. He scores every game. And then now Tavares is up there and they're fully corded. He's 2,900 less, but Tavares has been pretty bad this season. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn on what's going to happen there. I'm not sure if they're going to go overlooked or they're going to go over owned. Like, I, th- I think I'm leaning towards a bit over own, but you know, but this is a decent matchup. I think it's an MMA thing for me. One to three, I'm going to look elsewhere. I kind of like the second line. 
uh, Mikiev, Kerfoot, Hyman. Hyman's been really good. I think they're going to be lower owned in this in this decent ownership game. Um, they're a filler. I know Hyman at sixty four hundred is kind of crazy, but I think I think you can go there. And then on the Winnipeg side, I know they mixed up their lines a little bit. We have to see what they do um, pregame because it is a back to back, and I don't think they had morning skate. But if if it stays um, Connor Shifley cop, I think with with Matthews out, I think you can go at this top line a little bit. So I don't mind using the Shifley Connor line. I also don't mind the Stassny Dubois Euler's line. So uh, assuming they stick together, I think Winnipeg one and Winnipeg two are also decent MME plays. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Winnipeg two because that new line um, of Cops, Stasny, and Ehlers that was put together uh, in their game last night um, has been pretty good this year. 3.2 expected goals for. Uh, 2.0 expected goals against per 60 minutes, 61% uh, expected goal share in 85 minutes together. And with John Tavares jumping to the top line and Willie Nylander still out, like that second line, yeah, okay, it's good, but it's definitely weaker than it has been uh, in recent memory. So I do like that Winnipeg second line kind of um, definitely as a filler. I'm going to, they'll be on my short list of filler stacks, uh, even though they're not really a filler because Cop and Ehlers are, are relatively expensive. That's kind of the only problem here, um, but I do think it's a good matchup. So make sure to put Winnipeg two on your radar. Um, on the blue line, there just really isn't a lot that I like here. Um, like, I think I'm honestly, Neil Pionk might be my favorite defenseman out of this whole game. Cause we talk about how Morgan Riley um, just isn't shooting. Um, so I don't think he's worth his price at 5,300. Josh Morrissey, I guess, is fine if you're correlating. But Pionk is getting decent power play to run, and he's getting even strength minutes. So I kind of like him. Yeah, I, I always prefer Pionk over Morrissey. Um, other than that, like, <laughs> there's really not much to like. If you want to go to Muzzin, I guess that's okay. Uh, but really, I think I'm going to look for defensemen elsewhere. Okay, yeah, and I will just say that it's probably Connor Hellebuck um, that we're both liking out of this game in net, right? Yeah, uh, you know, he's cheaper than Saros. Uh, there's no Austin Matthews, so I think, you know, there is some appeal to Hellebuck for sure. All right, getting to our next game, the New York Islanders have a 2.6 implied goal total going into Boston. The Bruins also have a 2.6 implied goal total. Um. I don't know what you like out of this game. I did write about one particular line in my power place article this morning. So I'll just let you take it wherever you want to go. This is, uh, it's kind of a a tough thing. Um, Boston won. They're very expensive, but they're, and the Islanders are a good team. They don't take many penalties, but Boston won's an elite line. So I think, you know, there's some, especially if they're going to be low owned tonight, they have a low total. They're facing a good defensive team. They're facing a team that doesn't take many penalties. Normally, like, I'd be off them. But because they're an elite line and they're going to be low-owned, I think you can have some in MME. Like, they're going to come in way lower than pit one in terms of ownership tonight. So if I wanted to take a gamble on a low-owned expensive line, it's going to be an elite line, like, the Bergeron, Marsha, and Pasternak line. Is it a great matchup? No. Can they go off? Absolutely. And at if they're under 5%, I definitely want to be over the field if I'm making 150. Now, I think people are still going to go back to the Taylor Hall line just because it's Taylor Hall and he's out of Buffalo now. So, But for me, like I, I don't think I want to go to that line tonight. Like The Islander second line has been good. Nelson Bailey, Bovillier. Um, if I was going to go anywhere else on Boston, it's going to be that third line, Richie, Coyle, DeBrusque. Uh, they're going to be super low owned. Yeah, they may get J.G. Pajot with Palmieri and Wallstrom, but if there's like a, a little kink in the armor on the Islanders defensively side, it's probably with <laughs> Wallstrom. Uh, so I think you can have a little bit of that Boston third line in MME. On the Islander side, I'm out on the Barzell line because they're going to get the Bergeron matchup. I do like that Bavillier Nelson Bailey line a little bit in MME. They're going to get, you know, Krejci Hall Smith. And I think that's an okay matchup. This game just screams MME screams low owned lines. So I think, you know, if you're, you're deep diving for some MME stuff, this is a, a decent game to get some low owned stuff. 
Yeah, one thing I'll say about the Islanders is as the season's gone on, they've picked up their pace of play. And we judge pace of play by expected goals for plus expected goals against for 60 minutes. Earlier in the season, they were at about 4.4 expected goals for plus expected goals uh, against per 60. That's up to about 5.7 now, which means they've gone up uh, by the off the top of my head. They've gone up uh, in pace by about 25 percent, which is a big, big increase over the last month. So I think that does bring those Boston lines you talked about into play. But the line I talked about in my power plays article this morning is Islanders three. And the reason for that is that DeBrusque and Charlie Coyle is pro- are probably going to be the matchup that they get. And DeBrusque and Charlie Coyle have just been really bad defensively this year. They're not bad defensive players, but they've been bad defensively this year. So um, I'll take a chance on a super low owned uh, Islanders three, but that's about it for me uh, from this game. I'm not really, I'm not even high on Boston one. I understand what you're saying about ownership. I just think, it's too brutal of a matchup and too high of a price to pay for me personally. Um, on the blue line, like Mike Riley's going to draw a ton of ownership again. Um, he hit the shot bonus last game, running power play one for the Bruins. Uh, Jacob Zaboral is probably going to come back in. Not that that really changes anything, but there's a punt. Um, what do you have? Yeah, Riley makes sense. Um, he is at least 3,600 now. He was, well, like 2,700 the other night. It might keep his ownership down below 20% this time but I think you can go back there Uh, on the Islander side. There's not really much. I like if you want to play Pulak, I think that's fine. But other than that, like I think I'm out on the Islanders defense. And I will say, if you want to play Charlie McAvoy, I think that is fine as well. But Riley is the guy from this game. In net, we have a returning Tuka Rask. Uh, I don't think any either of us are going to be playing either of these goalies. Um, do you have any interest uh, in the goalies in this game? We got Rask against probably Varlamov. Yeah, I just, you know, if Varlamov was 7,100, I'd have some interest on the road here, but not at 7,700. I think there are way better options that are cheaper. Yep, I agree with you there. Um, UFC 261, Usman versus Masvidal, uh, coming up next week, April 24th. Uh, and we here at Osmo are giving you a great deal on Osmo Plus MMA monthly. Uh, get 50% off your first month of Osmo Plus MMA when you use the promo code UFC261. That's $14.95 for 30 days of Osmo Plus MMA. And it includes full access to our fighter projections, ownership projections, top fighters tool, lineup builder, and our premium Slack chat. Slack chat. This offer is valid through Saturday, April 24th. So stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus MMA today to get 50% off your first month of Osmo Plus MMA. Use the promo code UFC261. All right, five minutes left. A couple games to get through. Let's get through them. We got the Chicago Blackhawks, 3.1 implied goal total. Going into Detroit, Detroit has a 2.5 implied goal total. What's catching my eye out of this game Two things, actually. One is the ownership. You mentioned the ownership run that just ran recently. We have Jacob Vrana and Dylan Larkin as two of the highest owned players on the entire slate. But then we have uh, Patrick Kane and Duncan Keith just below them. The other thing I will say is in practice yesterday, Chicago loaded up their top power play unit with five forwards, Debrinkat, Kane, Doc, Strom, and Kubalik. <laughs> so they are going with five forwards on the top power play unit. That's interesting to me for a number of reasons. What do you like here, Josh? Yeah, I think people are going to gravitate towards that top line just because they are fully correlated on power play one. They're getting the Detroit Wed Rings. Uh, your boy Vrana not on the top line is all the sads. Uh, I, I I have to imagine he'll move up at some point or, you know, Stevie Y is just going to kick uh, Blast Hill to the curb. But uh, Blackhawks won definitely in play. They're going to have some ownership. Um, I think they're, you know, for a good reason. I, I like them tonight. Um, I wish Strom and Kubalik were on the same line at five on five. That'd make things a lot easier, but, um, especially go, like if it was Strom Kubalik and like Hinnestrosa or Strom Kubalik Kershev, I'd want to full stack that line, but they're on different five v five lines uh so i think like kubalik is a perfectly good one-off i think strom is a decent one-off as well if you want to you know power play stack all five i think that's fine as well but the full line for me is chicago one 
And then on the Detroit side, I think um, if you want to use Detroit one, I think that's, it's okay. I mean, their ownership concerns me a little bit. Like Larkin at 22% is wild, like wild in a 2.5 total. So I think, you know, Larkin's a fine cash play, but in tournaments, I'm definitely going to be under the field. I think the ownership has Verona like on the top line. That's the only way to explain him being 25% and his line mates being three. But um, I think, you know, at these ownerships, if they do stick, I want to see some runs. I I think I'm going to be off the Red Wings tonight. Yeah, I'm out on Detroit. Like, we have them as the third highest owned line here tonight at 13%, which I kind of believe because, you know, they're at home super cheap against uh, and a top line against a defensively poor Chicago team. So I can see Detroit being highly owned. I just have no interest. John Merrill got traded from Detroit, and I think that's going to be a big loss for them. Like, Mantha was really good defensively as well up front, but on the blue line, um, when John Merrill was off the ice, their expected goals against went up by 20%, 20% for one player. Like that is super significant. So uh, I really do like Chicago here tonight. I think they're just going to be chalky. So this might end up being one of those games where like, I do like both top lines, but because of the ownership on both top lines, I'll probably just stay away altogether. Um, but with the, with the, uh Blackhawks having five forwards on the power play somebody like Darren Helm has interest to me as a one-off like a penalty killer who has some speed who can disrupt Uh, like the thing with five forwards is you're going to score more often but you're going to give up goals more often that's what the numbers have shown whether you use four or five forwards on the power play um it's just that you know on average uh you'll score you'll outscore more often than you'll get scored on so that's why teams do do it on the blue line no real interest like with Keith and Bockfist going to power play too. I have no interest in either of them. Uh, I have no interest of any of the guys on the Detroit side. Do you have anything here or, or even goalies? Maybe Riley Stillman for a min price punt, but that's about it. Um, goalies I'm off. I wish Lankinen was cheaper because I'd want to play him, but you know, Bernier is up to, <laughs> up to 7,200. Uh, he was like 6,700, but so I'm off the goalies in this game. Yeah, and Bernier is one of the late games too, right? So if he if he doesn't play, you you have to go to probably like Merzlikens or just dump down to Grice, which I don't want to do. So I agree with you there. Um, if you're not already if you're not ready to get a premium subscription, the number one way you can help us out is if you like the work we do is to subscribe to this channel. It helps uh, those subscriptions help combat uh, the YouTube algorithms so we can continue to provide awesome content for NHL, PGA, MMA, NBA, NASCAR, MLB. We bring it all. So if you could, please throw up a, a subscription before you get out of here. A couple minutes left real quick. Columbus, 2.1 implied goal total uh, going into Dallas. Dallas is a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, Columbus's penalty kill had typically been very good, but they traded Nick Foligno and lost Boone Jenner to injury. Uh, Rope Hintz game time decision as he is always. What do you like here? Assuming Hintz is going to play and this is the gamble you're going to have to take because it's the only late game. I really like Dallas one tonight. Um, I don't really like that Jason Robertson is on the second power play unit, but that may change if Hintz is in. Uh, I'll have to go back and double check that, but I do like um, Dallas one, assuming Hintz is in. If Hintz is out, you're going to have to put in Jamie Ben. Um, I like the defenseman, Lindell Klingberg. Uh, Alexiak, Haskinen. Uh, I'd probably go Haskinen, Klingberg, then Lindell, then Alexiak. I'm kind of off the Blue Jackets tonight. I just, you know, with the late game, with line switching, it's just kind of hard to trust Torts here. So if you want to have like a Seth Jones or a, or a Domi, uh, that's fine. But I think it's Dallas one and I'm out on the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I do like Dallas one too. I think my sneaky play might be Dallas three because they're going to take that top line matchup from Columbus and Columbus one, uh, Domi, Bjorkstrand and line a 38% expected goal share. They've been atrocious. I like, I don't actually hate Dallas three um, as a f- super cheap filler. Uh, if you need, uh, you know, for Boston or, or Washington or what have you, is it Mr. Lickens night? Sure. I, I always love Mr. Lickens. Um, it is the late game. I think I'd rather go to Soros and Hellebuck, though. All right. All right. I guess. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, disappoint you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you uh, for your hat trick pick here tonight. My hat trick pick 
I went with him a couple games ago, and I think he actually put up zero DK points, but I'm going to try it again. Mr. Jake Getzel, what do you have? That was actually mine too, so we're on the same page. Uh, I will say – oh, man. I will say Dominic Kubelik. Kubelik? All right, I like it. Dominic Kubelik and Jake Getzel are your hat trick picks here for today. Uh, For producer Chris – Uh, For prospector, uh, Josh Harris himself, this is Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody, and we'll see you again tomorrow.